Hi, everybody. This is Nick Ives. I'm the librarian here at Sheehan High School, and we're back with another edition of Sheehan Live. And we have a few people here today to talk to us about Credit for Life, a fantastic program the kids here and Lyman Hall get to experience. And we have a guest with us today, don't we? We have not only do we have a Hubcap director, the Sheehan uh, College and Career Coordinator, we also have a Lyman Hall College and Career Coordinator. That's a mouthful. Yes, it is. So welcome. Let's start with you. You are Jane Greaves, and you are from Lyman Hall. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, I've been working for the Wallingford Public Schools for seven years. So I started uh, right after I did my internship at Lyman Hall, and I've been here ever since. Uh, originally from Madison, Connecticut, so just down the road. Lived in Vermont for a while. Um what else? Well, no, it's the, yeah, this is just, uh, and, and over Lyman Hall, you uh, are located where if someone was looking to get in touch with you? I'm in the library. Which is where we are today yes. doing this podcast at Sheehan, but you're in the Lyman Hall library. Lyman Hall library, yes. I was there for a year. I'd walk by and see you hanging out there all the time. So mm-hmm. it's a really high traffic spot you have there. It is good traffic, yes. Oh, that's great. And you're compatriot is that a good word miss mclaughlin her her opposite number i've heard it referred to as that um kim mclaughlin is the college and career coordinator here at Sheehan. welcome and could you tell us a little about yourself sure um yeah i am the college and career coordinator here at Sheehan. i work in the school counseling office as opposed to the library um and the reason for that is that uh it doesn't matter where we're located but we do work very closely with the school counselors uh we are college and career which means that we are working with the students on their post-high school plans. Uh, And all school counselors who have a caseload of students do that. Um, And they are uh, helped by, facilitated by, I have a number, we have a number of events that we do and we help the school counselors facilitate the after-school process for students. Awesome. And um, your office is kind of in the back, if I'm remembering, right? If someone was looking for you, you'd, you'd make a left in the guidance suite and you keep going. You got it. Yeah. All the way, all the way at the end. All right. Miss Smith right to the end. I've heard there's candy there. There's usually candy. Yeah, there's usually candy. (laughs) So if you're looking for the candy, hard left, keep going. And I'm also here with Joe Mira, director of Hubcap. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. And uh, we appreciated your podcast last time and, uh, and to have you back again, we're, uh, you're a pro at this now. You're feeling really good about this. I'm looking for my uh, residual fees. <laughs> I will give you 20% of zero because that's, <laughs> that's how we're doing Sounds this. Sounds good. Sounds so good. we're here today to talk about Credit for Life, a program that uh, our experience, our students have experienced in the past, continue to experience in many different ways. Um, let's start with Jane. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what is Credit for Life? Um, what's the point of it? And where does this come from? So Credit for Life is a financial reality fair. Um, so we take sophomores when they're just kind of starting to think about what they might want to do for a career. We ask them what it is that they want to do for a career and we give them a salary that matches that. So they have to go out and spend their money, their fake money on all kinds of things like housing and a car and all those fun bills that we pay as adults don't really want to, but we have to. So it's a, it's a simulation for them, uh, to, to see what it is that they uh, can afford, you know, what they like and what they can afford to, to do as a career. And it was born, uh, I think maybe before I started. Yeah. I think it was born maybe nine or nine years ago. Maybe, um, I went to, I think I went to the first credit for life as a guest. Does that sound right? Kim? It was 2015. It was 2015. Yeah. Okay. 
Yes, so I was an intern then. Um, at the Oakdale. Is that, were you there? Yes, yes, at the Oakdale. So we wanted sophomores, we wanted students to know more about their personal finances. And uh, so that's how it was born. So you've been here about as long as Credit for Life has been here. You're, yes. <laughs> you and Credit for Life are uh, entwined. That's yes. good. And Ms. McLaughlin, if I was a student at Credit for Life, Back in the day, this you know the pre. I know COVID has changed things. What would that experience have been like uh, walking through, and and what kind of emotions might I have felt uh, going through that experience? Oh goodness. Okay. Um. So I'm going to have to go through a, a student perspective here, but it. I'm always telling the students that it was fun, like it was just a game, um, a game that they actually learned something. So I think that the emotions that they had were, um. You know, they had a good time. It was a field trip. We used to go to, and we will get back there, but we would take the kids out of the building to the Wallingford Park and Rec. And instead of doing this on the computer, which I'm sure we're going to get to in a classroom setting, we did it by, um, it was kind of fair-like. So the students would go to different tables that represented different spending categories. So they had the opportunity to actually speak with community members who represented that category. For instance, students are required just as we all are, to have housing, right? So they need to go to the housing table. And at at that place, they could either, um, they had to rent something or possibly a mortgage, but most students were renting, decide whether or not to have roommates. But instead of talking to Jane or I um, or somebody else, they were actually talking to real estate agents right here in Wallingford, uh, which was a unique experience, I think, for all of them. And they were able to get firsthand experience and and real-world numbers for what was happening right now. Uh, so I think the students had a, I, I think they always had a good time. Uh, some got a little wigged out and scared that they weren't making enough money. Um, some had a, some left with a lot of appreciation for their parents. So I think they run the gambit of emotions and different feelings that they have when they went through it. I get wigged out myself today. <laughs> I want a little bit more. We all do. And and did the kids have some way of representing money? Um, how how are they actually? They get like a checkbook or how did that work? It, it's a um, a financial spreadsheet, so like a budget, um, and it had all of, a listing of their income, listing of um, and then all of their expenses, so all the the normal spending categories, and then any money that they saved or brought in and it all kind of came together in a in a budget that's great and uh, mr mira you have i'm sure hubcap had a role in helping some of those community people come into credit for life can you talk about your role in credit for life well i i, I would like to first of all give credit for hubcap's role for liz landau she couldn't be here uh, today she has uh, COVID, but she was instrumental in uh, supporting the program um she would reach out to a lot of the business community uh, to demand the tables uh, and uh, civic groups. So the, the children would ha- actually get a good life experience of what they could expect when they graduate. And uh, it was funny because I was at the first one as well, and there was a lot of takeaways. And one of the ones that I, I walked away with was uh, the, uh, the impression that 99% of the students – didn't realize you had to pay for your cell phone, that there was a monthly charge. I mean, to me, it was just, it's, it's an eye-opening experience. It was a great program that, that it's a combination between the school system, UpCap, and um, the business community. And it's really a value program for the students. And, and could you just mention, I know we talked about the realtor. Was there, what are some of the other kinds of professions oh, that were involved? You had 
let me tell you, again, I didn't do it, so I'm not taking credit for it. The people here, the school system, and uh, Liz, they had everything from uh, housing, medical, uh, auto. We even had a, a policeman stopping them for speeding around. So they would get a speeding ticket, uh, you know, actually to give them a reflection. Because at the end of the day, the spreadsheet that Kim was talking about, it actually showed them the income and their expenses. And they would have to, of course, live within their means. And if they was, weren't, then they would have to readjust either their living style or their income. So in, in order to have them uh, re- to reflect on reality, like I said, they had actually a volunteer policeman there giving speeding tickets, so that would come out of his, his uh, budget. Uh, so you, you had everything, dentists, you had uh, flower shops, oh, uh, grocery stores with food carts. I mean, it was it is a real, these people did a real elaborate, a job on it. It's something worth seeing. And if anybody out there would like to volunteer, uh, would like them to get in touch with us at the end of this podcast, because we can always use a lot of volunteers. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I know that COVID is kind of, we, we mentioned COVID a second ago. COVID's definitely slowed everything down. I think we're in Omicron phase and who knows where we'll be in a few months. But um, Jane, what are you guys doing this year to kind of still make it happen, even though COVID's a little bit of a barrier? Yeah, so last year we really had to pivot because we could not, as you mentioned, we could not do a field trip. So um, putting how many, 300, 300 people in a room was just not not going to happen. So, yeah, so we shifted to doing it as a classroom lesson. Um, and so it's done with groups of about 20 kids now. Um, so for last year and this year, that's how we're doing it. Um, but it's, it's still fun. This kids still really get into it. Um, we go down the list of spending, instead of traveling to tables, I have a PowerPoint that they, um, with all the different spending categories and they have to, so say for, for their cell phone, there's a, a slide that they have to choose an option from whatever they think they can afford. And they put that down on their sheet. The one nice thing about doing it um, in the classroom is that the spreadsheet does the math for them. So <laughs> <laughs> at the actual event, they had to use paper and pencil. Um, luckily, the kids won't know that they're, when we go back to the field trip, that they had, uh, the other kids had the option to do it electronically. But um, Yeah, so it, it's actually worked out fine. Last year, half the kids were home because of COVID. So half of them were distance learning and half of them were in person. And so we had to do synchronous learning. So for Kim and I, that was a bit of a challenge to have the kids on the computer and have the kids in front of us and to try to make it um, interactive for all of them. This year, they should all be in the classroom. So it should be a little bit more fun this year. Um, And then hopefully next year, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we're able to go back to it being a field trip. So that's a step back to normality a little bit there. Right. That's good. Now, Ms. McLaughlin, there's been a lot of changes in the world in the past year. Um, and we're talking about prices. I mean, we have enormous increase in prices. The job market, I mean, you can't hire people anymore. It's, it's a bizarre, different world. How are you guys viewing this as you're teaching kids? How are you preparing them for this new strange world that's ahead of them? That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. Usually, um, Jane and I always take a look at uh, the spending categories. 
So that's one of the things that we do is we try and make it as real as possible. So we update our spending categories as we go along. So in this case, I think groceries are, are a super example that um, they're not costing students or us what they did last year. They are going to be much more expensive. So for groceries, they, they had choices. They could have um, your high-end groceries, people who are buying organic, going to Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, those kind of things, to kind of your normal grocery cart that has a mix and then your grocery cart that has um, your store brand items and the differences of that. Uh, so in this case, you know, that would be one of the examples that we are going to tweak our numbers uh, to reflect that a little bit. Um, I think as far as the job market goes, the career lesson comes before this, and we talk about careers and their interests as far as that goes. We don't really, Credit for Life doesn't touch on their career except for the fact that they're getting paid for whatever they chose to do. So that's where the career piece comes in with Credit for Life is that they are assigned a career that they chose in a previous lesson. Um, and so it's during that lesson where we might touch on what the labor market looks like at this point in time. And as a follow-up to that, like I know that that concept of career, you know, and I signed on to teaching, I want something stable and I wanted, you know, to be in a career where I knew, well, I'm going to be here for a long time. And, you know, I've been here for 20 years. I feel like I'm just getting started, but I know that in their world, there's a lot of like gig work and, you know, like almost like piecemeal type work. Um, you mentioned that you do talk to them about careers and things like that. What's the feeling and from your end with the students, and we're going to talk to Mr. Mirror from the, about the business community in just a second, about this new um, evolution and how do we prepare kids beyond just like, hey, just go work for someone. Now we're saying like there's a very different landscape in that realm. Yeah, honestly, the students that we're working with at this point in time are sophomores. Uh, and the way that I present to them when we talk about it is that we're starting to engage them about their careers because as freshmen, they're just getting used to high school. And as sophomores, it's time to start thinking about this so that you can spend the next two years kind of preparing and making your pathway. Um, honestly, the students, I mean, you and I might know that there's social media influencers and different gig work as you took, talked about it and those kind of things. But Honestly, just getting the basic understanding of what careers are out there, and they might just be the careers that they see on a regular basis. You know, they're the occupational therapist and the physical therapist and um, the teacher and the doctor and the truck driver and the electrician and all of those kind of, they're, they're fairly typical careers. Um, there's a long laundry list of them. We do have social media specialists on there. Um, we do. So maybe TikTok influencer is not the number one career you're recommending these days. <laughs> I did give people the opportunity, and it would be a challenge to me if anybody does this. So if you're listening, don't do it to me. Um, <laughs> to give me the opportunity on this form to add in a career, that if I didn't give it in the drop-down list, that they could add in a career. And I have not yet seen social media influence or a TikTok creator in there. Wow. Well, I could say from the library, there the little dances pop up. And I'm like, why are they dancing? Oh, TikTok. Oh, that's TikTok <laughs> there. So it's happened. And and Joe, from a, you're our community guy here. And what is the business community looking for knowledge-wise when these kids come out, not necessarily from a skills perspective, but from the life perspective. You know, Credit for Life is trying to engender these uh, great life skills in the kids so that they're, when they get out in the world, they understand what they need to know. Um, what do you think the business community is hoping for when these kids arrive at their door? Well, the, most of the businesses are looking for someone who's interested in a career rather than a job uh, because no matter what business they go into, there's a training program. And that's that's the unique thing about it. And I don't 
think most people understand that even going into, if you would, the uh, fast food business, uh, people talk about flipping hamburgers. But there again, you got a career path there that for some people who enjoy that, uh, they can work their way up to management, district manager, and make some serious money just with a high school diploma. So they, they have training programs. So I guess what the business people are looking for now is trainable, uh, serious-minded uh, uh, potential uh, candidates for for employment. And a lot of the manufacturers, again, uh, see the handwriting on the wall, and they're going into more and more AI, so they want the computer skills. Uh, and that's going to be real important. Well, it's today and definitely in the future. Because most of the jobs, uh, even in the manufacturing that I go to, uh, when we go into the, the plant floor, these machines are run by computers. You would think it's a, a software company in some cases. It seems like the, that is a huge yeah. part of that even manufacturing. Even and stuff. It's amazing how computers work their way into just about every career field out there. So as we um, are kind of wrapping up, I know the Credit for Life, hopefully one day will be back in full form. Yes. Um, where do you see Credit for Life going? How, how can this program grow and develop, and what are you excited about for the future? We'd love to get more community members involved as volunteers. We've had the same people coming back year after year, and they're always so uh, taken aback by how great it is. And um, so getting more people in there to see it and uh, volunteer would be great. And if they're going to reach out to volunteer, how can we get in touch with you? Let's start with you, Jane. Yeah, so you can give me a call. Um, my, should I give my phone number? If you'd like. Okay. Uh, I would give your work number, not your cell phone well, number. <laughs> <laughs> um, my work number is uh, 203-294-5389, or you can email me at jgreaves, G-R-E-A-V-E-S, at wallingfordschools.org. Great. And so anyone, I mean, you're the Lyman Hall coordinator. Now we have uh, Miss McLaughlin, who is the Sheehan coordinator. How can people get in touch with you if they want to get involved? People can also call me at my work phone at 203-949-6578, or they can reach out to me at K McLaughlin, M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N at wallingfordschools.org. And I will put those email addresses in the comments so that if you miss the, you know, the, the email, um, we can get there. And Mr. Mira, if uh, someone from the community wants to reach out and, and talk to you about anything, uh, <laughs> how can they reach you? Uh, best way to reach me is through the email. It's uh, info at hubcapwallingfit.com. I remembered that one. Uh, excuse me, dot org. Dot org. Okay. Dot org, yes. I did remember, but last time we spoke, I had to email you. I was like, ah, that's a, that has a catchy ring to it. Um, before we close, is there anything else that you guys want to add that's uh, really fun coming up in the college and career sphere? I know that there's a lot that comes up, and it's almost, it's not springtime. I say it's almost springtime, but really it's winter and it's freezing cold out. But springtime is a time of knowledge and people start finding out. Is there anything coming up exciting in the college and career world? We are really hoping we're going to be able to do field trips again. We haven't been able to do them so far this year, but we have a lot of really exciting field trips. Um, one of them is the Construction Pro Rodeo. It's a, it's a uh, trades field trip. You get to use heavy equipment, all kinds of fun stuff. So we're really, really hoping to be able to go to that one this year. Yeah, and I think that we would really like to have our, um, it's called our summer job fair. Uh, and it's for all students who are over the 16 or over who are looking for a summer job. And I think that this year, 
it could be so successful if we could pull it off because it just seems that everybody is looking for an employee. Well, I think that is a great way to finish because really everyone is looking for an employee nowadays. And every report we hear is that this kind of skills that we're putting in the kids here, um, it's just so helpful to get them to realize the importance of uh, finding a career that suits them. Thank you to Joe, Kim, and Jane for being here. And that's Sheehan Live talking about Credit for Life. And today's date is the 25th of January. See you again soon.